When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, TMZ? How'd you find me, bro? I got my disguise on. What's up, man? TMZ Sports. Welcome to TMZ Sports. I'm Mike Babcock. The NFL Draft just a day away, and there are four guys, four quarterbacks at the top of this draft. What do I know about quarterbacks? Nothing. But this man right here, uh, one of our guys, the great Hall of Famer Warren Moon. Uh, Warren, how are you? I'm great, Mike. How you doing, man? I'm doing great. I'm excited about this draft. I'm happy that the uh, the NFL season is is back here. It's uh, you know uh, kind of time to get going again. And, and Warren, you got a lot of people talking about these quarterbacks at the top of the draft. Uh, first of all, I mean, if we're talking uh, about uh, you know Young, Levis, Stroud, and Anthony Richardson, or somebody else. Which of those guys is your favorite, Warren? Who's the guy for you? I think Bryce Young is my favorite. Uh, you know, C.J. Stroud is, is right there, but uh, I, I love Bryce Young the way he plays. You know, the only big negative on him is his size. That's what everybody's concerned about. Is But as far as his instincts, his leadership ability, uh, his playmaking ability, he's the guy that I've really enjoyed watching the last couple of years in college football, and uh, I think he's going to be a tremendous pro as long as he stays healthy. But that's that's true with any of these guys. You can be six foot four, 240 pounds, and still get hurt. So um, he's played this game a long time and, and uh, played up through college football, has had very few injuries. So hopefully that will uh, continue when he gets in the NFL. Has the conversation, Warren, about his size, has that gotten too much attention? Has that been made too much of uh, to be too big of a big deal? He's, he's five foot ten. Obviously, it's not prototypical size. Uh, has this been blown uh, overblown? I think it has, but I think it, uh, you know guys like Russell Wilson and and uh, Kyler, you know Kyler Murray and other guys like that have dispelled the rumor that you don't have to be a you know a real tall guy to be successful in this league. So I think the big thing that everybody's concerned about is nobody's ever gone this high in the draft at his size. Right. Well, we've seen a lot of things happen for the first time, and this will probably be. A first for a guy his size being drafted this high, but I think he's going to live up to the expectations. You know, a lot of people thought C.J. Stroud uh, might go uh, number one. Do you think that he ends up going to the Texans? I don't know. A lot of people are talking about the Texans might go defense. They might not even go with a quarterback. Yeah. Uh, and that's one of the things that happens in the draft. Everybody's so fixated on the quarterback yeah. because you have to have one these days, but that doesn't mean all these guys – or surefire uh, change your franchise around right. right away when they get there. So you have to be very careful that you don't buy into all the hype and really get somebody that you really want. And if there's not somebody there that you're really in love with, maybe you go in another direction. You know, Warren, I know uh, where you get drafted. Obviously, it has a, a big impact on how much money you make. So from that standpoint, it's important. But it is in the in the entire realm of things, when you look back on a career, is is where you're drafted, how high you're drafted, does that all matter that much in the end? Uh, I mean, you look at yourself, you don't get drafted, you're one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. Uh, 
didn't matter for you, right? So does it actually matter? I know we we make a big deal about where guys get drafted. Yeah, there. You, you can look, like I said, at Russell Wilson. He was drafted in the third round, and and look where he is right now. He's one of the highest-paid players in the league. I mean, I can go on and on. Jalen Hurts was second-round draft pick, and now he is the highest-paid player in the league. So, yeah, where you're drafted doesn't necessarily mean uh, a, a, a ton. It, also, it just really means how much signing bonus you're right. going to get right away. But your second contract, if you do what you're supposed to during those first four or five years, is where you're going to really make your big generational money. So that that's if I was a player. I'd be more concerned about the team I went to having a good team to play with as opposed to maybe going to a bad football team that um, is going to pay me more money because I'm a higher-ground draft pick but I'm not going to have the success, which gets me to that second contract. Right, so getting in that right situation with the right coach and the right players around you is is, is really more important, is what you're saying. No question about it. And, and I, I don't think a lot of players think like that because ego has a lot to do with it, and everybody wants to be a first-round draft pick, right. but everybody can't be that. And uh, at some point, you know, they're going to go in the second round, the third round, but what you have to do is once you get into a camp is prove yourself and prove how good you are no matter where you were drafted. Look at Tom Brady, six-round draft pick, but he's got seven Super Bowl rings. Warren, what's the advice for these guys? You, you know, you've got uh, kids who are, you know, young adults who are, uh, you know, 20, 21, 22 years old. They're going to be famous. They're wealthy overnight. What's the advice for these guys? Uh, I think the big thing is just make sure that you're going to go in and be humble. Uh, you're going into a, a pro football team where guys are going to be looking at you and sizing you up. Uh, veteran football players are wondering how good is this guy? They're going to pay him all this money or whatever it might be. You want to go in there and be as humble as you possibly can. Try and learn as pos- much as you possibly can from these vet- veteran football players and uh, just try and be yourself. Don't try and be anything else because they'll be able to see through that. But being humble, I think, first of all, being respectful of the guys that you're going into that locker room with for the first time is going to be very important because you want to get off to a good start with those guys and create a great, uh, great chemistry with your teammates. Um, this is a surreal day for me. After spending 18 years in the same city, it's been a lot of... Uh, introductions today and meeting a lot of people but there's a lot of excitement um, I'm here because I believe this I believe in this team I believe in Kosala I believe in the direction uh, of Joe Douglas obviously he's drafted really well the last couple of years having the uh, offensive and defensive rookie of the year um, but big thanks to the Jets organization obviously a big thanks to the Green Bay Pack organization for an incredible run uh, that chapter is over now and I'm excited about the new adventure here in New York. That was the uh, new quarterback of the <laughs> New York Jets, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, he was announced today, uh, Warren, uh, in New Jersey, really. Uh, Jets fans are so excited. They're so pumped. Uh, they felt like they were missing a quarterback. And now that this is a team that can compete for a Super Bowl, Warren, are they wrong about that? Or are, is this Jets team something we don't really say? Are the Jets a Super Bowl a contender? Well, there's no question I think they're a, a, a division um, winner type of team that mm. they can win their division. And I'll get it all the way to the Super Bowl. That That's a different story. But I tell you what, bringing in a Aaron Rodgers really gives them that opportunity. It gives them a lot of uh, not only a talented football player, but it also gives the rest of their football team just a shot of juice that, hey, every time we go out on the field, we have a chance to win because mm. of our 
because of our quarterback. So, yeah, it's a tremendous um, uh, uplift for, for the Jets organization. They haven't had a franchise quarterback like this in a long time. And this trade seemed like it took forever to happen, but it's finally here. And I'm sure everybody in New York and New Jersey are yeah. celebrating today. And Warren, when was the last time you heard people talk about the Jets like this? I mean, they're like the story of the NFL right now. And I can't remember in my lifetime, at least, the Jets being relevant to that degree. Yeah, they really are. And they have a really talented young roster. And they just need somebody like Aaron Rodgers to come in as a veteran. Uh, and hopefully he can get in there early and, and really start to acclimate himself to their offense, get a chance to to learn his players. I remember when I was traded from Houston to Minnesota, that was one of the things I wanted to do was get there as early as I could in the offseason, really get into the playbook, start to learn my, my teammates, start to learn uh, my receivers and their, their body language and all those different things. So when we hit the field in training camp, we hit the field running. So that was very important to me, and I hope Aaron does the same thing with this football team. You know, Warren, he's 38 years old. Obviously, he was coming off of those back-to-back MVP seasons. But last year, uh, I think even uh, Aaron would say not the greatest year for himself and collectively as a team. Has he lost something? Has has he lost something on his fastball? Or do you think he is still that that absolutely top-tier elite player? I think everybody loses a little bit something when you get to this age a little bit at a time, but I don't think there's been a drastic fall off in his game. I think the big thing is, like I said, is learning his teammates. Mm. He wasn't in the offseason in Green Bay with those young receivers he had last year in the offseason, and it took them a while to really get get the chemistry going uh, into the season. So the earlier he can get there this offseason and start to learn those guys, I think the better he'll have more success with them. And I think he'll be motivated. Aaron Rodgers has a lot of pride. He's a guy that knows he didn't have one of his best years last year. So he'll come back this year really focused. And he knows that the uh, the spotlight is going to be on him to have success in New York. So I think he'll do everything to make that happen. That AFC East is a heck of a division. You obviously, you have uh, the Bills with Josh Allen. You have uh, Tua coming back uh, in Miami. They had a nice season. Of course, you always have the Patriots there. I, you said, Warren, they're a contender for the AFC East. Do you, would you put them as the favorite for the AFC East, or, or uh, do you believe that would be the, the, uh, the Bills? I still believe the Bills are the team to beat. Uh, they, they still have a great roster, a great quarterback. Uh, but I think the Jets just move themselves right up a little bit closer. You know, you also have Miami if Tua stays healthy. There's a lot of really good uh, teams in that division, but there's a lot of good teams in the AFC in general. You know, you got Patrick Mahomes out west with Russell Wilson. I think yeah. he'll have a bounce back year. You oh, got wow. Trevor Lawrence down there in Jacksonville. So there's so many good quarterbacks uh, in the AFC. Uh, Joe Burrow's another guy up there in Cincinnati. So it, it's going to be tough on the Jets to. Uh, like I said, to win their division and, and get in the playoffs in advance. But I'm, but Aaron Rodgers at least gives them a fighting chance to be able to do that. Warren, thank you so much. Uh, we cannot wait. Draft is just a day away. Warren Moon, uh, as always, thank you so much. Thanks a lot, Mike. Coming up, Jorge Masvidal joins the show. You don't want to miss his take on that crazy Nate Diaz brawl in New Orleans. The recently retired Jorge Gamebred Masvidal next on TMC Sports. Are you ready to shop? Rakuten's Big Give Week is back. Get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores, including Ray-Ban, Good American, and Ulta. Rakuten is how in-the-know shoppers get the best savings. They shop the brands they love and earn cash back on top of deals. During Big Give Week, 
May 6th to May 13th, the cashback rates are even bigger. I'll be shopping for apparel and electronics, and you can save on everything you need for the summer, like clothing, outdoor gear, and travel. Join today for free and get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of Big Give Week's 15% cashback. You won't see higher cashback rates than these. Just go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. Rakuten, R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Welcome back to TMZ Sports. Mike Babcock here, man. Royalty in the house. Uh, we have uh, the man, UFC legend, future Hall of Famer, and newly retired fighter Jorge Masvidal in the house. Jorge, my brother, how are you? I'm so good, my brother. How you doing, man? I am doing great. It looks like you're enjoying retired life. Is that an accurate assessment? That's what the rumors say, brother, you know? But just one part of me is retired, which is fighting at the highest stakes against the best in the world. But as far as life goes, man, I still got a lot to do and a lot to accomplish. So um, on, on that part, yeah, I'm definitely retired. But I'm still getting after, man. I still work out. I still do this. I still do that. You know, I got to keep the blood moving. I already have one workout in the morning. I get my second one in today. And it's just mandatory because that's all I know. That's all I've done my whole life. So I can't just also stop working out because I think I'll, I'll literally go nuts or something, you know? Has anything changed the way your mindset, uh, the way your thinking goes in the three, two and a half weeks or so since the fight? Or are you still in the same place? Like, hey, I'm I'm done. I'm, I'm done, man. Um, th- there's a lot of things that I still do very well. Like uh, for this camp alone, my, my general conditioning, a lot of aspects came better. My mile got down. Um, my 800s got slightly better. My laps on the down and back in the pool, my swimming uh, got better as well. You know, on certain weightlifting things, I got a little higher in, in, in the short camp that, that we did the stuff, you know, um, like... Uh, you know, like doing weighted pull-ups and things like that. So yeah. on a physical level, I know I'm still good, you know. Um, but there's a connection from here to here, right? Like that quick-ass response time where I felt like forever God had gifted me in this and I had this way better than most. Now it's it's not the same, you know. And, and from here to here, that information is a little bit lagged. So now I'm like kind of second-guessing on the distance, on the range, things like that. If that was still intact, I'd still be able to fight because my body's, like, healthy, you know, and I could still, you know, I still got speed once I'm going, but I just feel that when the bullets are firing, I can't see how I used to see, you know what I'm saying? And I've been doing this since I'm 18, taking the pro blows. I, I was doing that since a kid, so it, it's been the funnest ride. I get more messages like, why are you retiring? you still young. You can still fight more than anything. Really? Yeah, yeah, that, that's a good 30, 40% of the messages I've been receiving. And I'm trying to, now that I'm not fighting, I'm trying to respond to the fans a lot more, getting on there and sending messages back. But um, that that's the main factor, you know, because I got injuries, but it's nothing crazy like that that I can't work through. At 34, 35, I could see those bullets in slow motion. I started to hit 37, 38, you know. I would notice it in the gym, but it wasn't, you know, it was like, oh, maybe I had an off day. But it just, like, like little things that I never used to get touched with or hit. <clears throat> so... I definitely feel that uh, it's been the funnest roller coaster I've ever ridden, the best experience I've had, what's led me to have everything that I got going out, what's led me into the next phase of my life, which is promoting fights and putting on the best fights that I can, you know, so I'm definitely excited about that and everything that, that actual fighting has learned, you know, how to set a task and then meet that task and get it accomplished, how you might have to delegate tasks off to different individuals like coaches. And then we touch with them and see what's happening here and see what's happening there. So I, I feel like I've learned so much in fighting that I'm nothing but thankful to God Almighty and the sport, the UFC, 
Dana White, Hunter, everybody over there for for allowing me to do what I did for so many years. A lot of people are talking about this Nate Diaz thing, Jorge. Do things like this happen? Do people? I feel like people would test you. You're a fighter, and people want to tr- prove that they're they're tough. Does that happen when you're out? Do people do things like that? Yeah, definitely. You know, so I'm I'm just like I roll sometimes with a lot of security guards. Sometimes, yeah. you know, I roll with even more security guards for these reasons. And. People might get it mistaken because you might not see who's got my back up till it's too late. But also at the same time, you can't run up on nobody. You know, that guy ran up on, on Nate from the yeah. video. I, I don't know the whole. Yeah, that's what Nate says too. That they, like yeah. I've talked to people, they say Nate was just kind of chilling yeah. and this guy came to him and he just yeah, defended like, himself. You know, and there's nothing wrong in that. Like, yeah, it doesn't look good on TV and this and that. But sure. when it's you against somebody, you have no idea if this guy's got a knife in his pocket, if he's going to pepper spray, then kick you in the. Because obviously this guy is not in the right mind if he's attacking a pro fighter. So I, I just don't like it that uh that people think because we're pro fighters or this and that we're not supposed to defend ourselves. No, man, we, we're, we have to defend ourselves, you know? It's a cold world out there. I love all of you. UFC came here 20 years ago and it inspired me to chase this dream for 20 years, 50-some fights later. Hopefully I inspired somebody in here to go fight for theirs. No matter what it is, if it's in the sports world, if it's in the entertainment world, if it's in whatever world, the nine to five, I love everybody. I love this sport. I'm a multimillionaire. I didn't start. I didn't have when I started. And I can say I'm good for life now. 20 long years, Joe. I love you guys, man. That was our guest, Jorge Masvidal, announcing his UFC retirement earlier this month. Game Red stepping away from uh, fighting actively, but not getting out of the game completely. Uh, Jorge continues to run his own fight promotion. Jorge, what is the goal? What do you ultimately want to accomplish with Game Red Boxing and fighting? Game Red Boxing, um, I also got a, a show May 5th, Game Red Bare Knuckle. First sanctioned event in history in Florida. Taking off the gloves, man. Congratulations. It's just a little cast, and they're going to war. And I got MMA legends, UFC badasses, ex-UFC, ex-PFL guys, ex-Bellator guys, all taking off the gloves, getting in there and throwing down. Um, Happening in my beautiful South Florida, where I got my start. Rest in peace to Kimbo Slice and Icy Mike. That, uh, they put me in those backyards, and that's how I got a good start. And um, I always felt like, man, I always wanted to do a bare knuckle league. Give everybody a taste of what I did, you know, because those fans I feel from the bare knuckle days stuck with me all through my career now. So I feel like they're the most like loyal fans. And it's just a different connection. When you see somebody with no gloves taking it and giving it, it's just like, you know how raw that person is. Right. Literally. So um, I'm, I'm bringing the same platform to all the fighters now and just happy that that I'm throwing this event May 5th, man. You know, could you see yourself doing a, a could you see yourself even as an exhibition uh Doing no. a bare knuckle or against no, somebody no. who was maybe maybe uh, they're in the same age range? The the thing with me and, and the bare knuckle is uh in my career wearing gloves, I've had numerous hand issues, like okay. one after another, after another, after another, and after another. So um going bare knuckle wouldn't be the best thing for me because then this hand probably be like complete mush, you know. Yeah. So I would I probably couldn't do bare knuckle brother, you know, though I'd love to get in and do some bare knuckle. <laughs> is it like the old days? You know, it's it's just twenty years of pro fighting, man. It does a lot. If anything, it sounds like boxing is probably the the best way to go. If I was, yeah, because I always wanted to do something in boxing. I before I quits, I had one pro fight, and and the majority of my uh, 
upbringing was spent like in boxing and then later like wrestling and all this other stuff. So I in in out of the arts, out of martial arts, it is the one that came the most um with East. I mean like a fish and water out of like wrestling, jujitsu, kicking, boxing. Boxing's the, the the thing that I had the most natural, you know? So I would definitely like to get a boxing match in there, but I'm not ruling that out. But as of right now, I'm just I'm focusing on promoting, man. Just promote, promote, promote. Put on the best fights possible. Or hey, if people want to get uh, information about your promotion, where do they go? May fifth, Dylan Kleckler, ten and zero as an amateur with ten knockouts, eleven and one as a pro with ten knockouts versus Big Country Roy Nelson coming with big power and a big belly. Nineteen, <laughs> not nineteen finishes. 16 of them by knockout. I'm talking about big power, man. He says he gets it from his belly, and I believe him, man. This guy <laughs> man. And now, and wait up. We're talking about bare knuckle. We took the gloves off these boys, so the fists are going to fly. We got the light heavyweight PFL champion. X light heavyweight PFL wow. champion versus Marcus Perez from American Top Team. We got, we got like a mixture of UFC, ex-UFC guys versus ex-PFL guys, ex-Bellator guys versus ex-UFC guys as well. So it, it's um, it's like it was very fun creating it, and um, I'm looking forward uh, next time I come on here to break the next part. I have a very big grappling superstar that's gonna shock the world when people find out that he's coming to fight for us, bare knuckle. We will keep you posted. We're gonna drop that for you on the next one on the next card. Um, it's gonna blow a lot of heads in the grappling world. Cannot wait. It's clear uh, there's another promotion in town. Jorge, my brother, thank you so much, as always, for your time. We'll talk soon. I cannot wait for this next announcement either, man. Appreciate you. May 5th. Watching on YouTube and the rest of the platforms dropping tonight. We'll let everybody know where else they can watch it at. Thank you for having me always, brother. Pleasure.